Today on the Building Sustainably podcast, our guest is Scott Sedam with True North Development, a quality consulting group out of Michigan that has worked with hundreds of builders around the country to help them become better builders, delivering a better home, and having strong part, trade partner engagement and participation in quality improvement initiatives. Scott, what I'd like to talk about next is just some of the things that you've done with builders bringing in some of the lean manufacturing elements. If you could uh, into home building, you know, from 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 those that are manufacturers bringing that element that was new and fresh into home building when you started. Can you give us a kind of a high level overview of what that program is and 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 how it it benefits builders and trade partners? Yeah, lean um, again, and that's L E A N lean. Uh, really, the way to look at it is in our definition, it's the the continual, we could say almost obsessive, you know, search for identification of and removal of waste in product and process anywhere you can find it. We, we sometimes will say product, process, and plans. Reality is waste and plans result in waste in product and process. Yep. They produce result in product process. But so if you look at your company and you no tiers examine it, and that's basically what a process does by bringing in anywhere from 20 to 25 or so suppliers and trades that are prepped and given tools to do it. Then they come in and give that builder team feedback on product process and plans on anything that's waste that isn't productive. For example, uh, using more material than is needed using the wrong material, uh, using uh, a material that perhaps, uh, well, let me, let me put a positive spin on it. They'll suggest to you that you use this material that might cost uh, 5% more, but warranty-wise is five years instead of two years. Mm-hmm. And the experience is where the one you're using that's 5% cheaper doesn't look so great after four or five years this other one that's 5% more uh, looks great after 12 or 15 years if you go out and see it. So really getting a builder fully of where, and it could go either direction. It is not simply about cost. It's about value. That's really the key in lean. And the old definition of value is B over C. B equals B over C, benefit over cost. So you think about the ratios. Hey, if we can keep the benefit the same and reduce the cost, we win, right? Great. If we can keep the cost the same, but increase the benefit, we win. Now, once in a while, and they turn up and lean, and everybody gets really excited about them, and, our, and we've done that, say so you've done two of them, uh, we get something that it increases the benefit and reduces the cost. And by the way, to, to figure that, you got to understand that this true total cost, yep. not just bid price, but People get so excited about that because, wow, we're actually making the house better. This is better for the customer, and it's better for us, and it's better for the trade and supplier because using this product, we're going to reduce an extra trip to the building site, or we're going to make it easier to install. Uh, It's amazing in the plans. We will typically, uh, and I, I say the builder working using our process, working with these suppliers and trades. Okay. That's how we want to say it. The builder will turn up 
oh, it's very common to have 150 plan improvements that turn up in four days. It's just astounding. You, imagine if, if you implement those 150 plan improvements, everything's going to get better for yeah. everyone. It's amazing, and, though, that you can find that in one plan. And I remember when you did that with us, and I can't, you know, all of the trade partners sitting with there would say, well, I don't know why you guys do this or why you do that. You know, if you just move this wall a little bit, it would save me $150. And I look at that wall, I'm like, I can move that and save $150 or save $500, whatever it is. It's yeah. that engagement level with other people that are actually building your product that yeah. I love in your process of lean or lean plan, Charette. And it's amazing. And it's the same with when we do the blitz. We don't use the plan in the blitz, but we're doing productive processes. People talk about the process. Okay, if we were change the order of how we install this, this would save us a trip, and you know, yep. and that would make us more profitable, more efficient. Yeah. Okay, uh, we could do that. We we had one of your move the wall ones just recently, uh, where the plumber came in and said, "Now look at this plan, and look at the master bath." The plumb wall for the master bath, where the two sinks are, and the powder room down below it. All we have to do is that's a terrific pain in the butt. It takes us extra time and it's a mess and extra joints. All we have to do is we can move that master four inches, you know, which is fine. That that no one would notice the difference. And we're going to move that powder room two inches, which is fine because it was back in a closet. It says now I got those two walls lined up vertically. I my I'm gonna I'm gonna save an hour of labor and about twenty five dollars worth of fittings. So an hour of labor for a plumber is at least fifty bucks. Oh more, so, hey, <laughs> more yeah, day more. Uh, so you you got a hundred dollar bill there at, at least yep. hundred dollar yep. bill, and no one ever. Th- you know, and he had mentioned that, hey, can we line these things up? But now what happened was we had all the right people in the room together. And guess what? They fixed it. Yep. They fixed it. So, And it's it, it's a bunch of those things, though, Scott, right? It's oh, like, gosh. It's, you, it's you my get 100, 150. I mean, even if you take 20 of those items and you can associate, say, five or $50 to, 10, uh, to 20 items, you're talking $1,000 a home. I mean, I know there's been cases where you've been able to show, and I know builders that have taken five thousand or seven thousand dollars out of their home just thinking differently about how to collaborate with the trades and and how to build a better home up front. Right back to that analogy of the cars: build the quality into the product, don't inspect it in later. And we we keep track of our numbers on this. People find it hard to believe, but you know, as you as you know, we're we're. We're the only company I know of that's able to give people a contractual guarantee that if they don't find five times the fee, then they don't pay us. And so we're very fortunate in what we do because we, we those measurements come out of it. But it's running about 15000 a house now, but it breaks down uh, like this. It usually averages about 5000 in benefits spread across the trades. And you want that mm-hmm. because yeah. there's nothing more important than becoming builder of choice these days. Yep. Than yep. Being that builder of choice, who's going to get the trades first? And then who gets the best crews? Because they aren't all the same. So if you're the builder that not just gets the trades, I mean, if you, if you get the trades, you're ahead of the, but if you get the best crews, and you ch- that's a challenge I give builders. Every trade you work with, Every Monday morning has to decide which builders are going to send crews to. Okay. And why are they deciding to send them to you or not you? 
then who are they going to send their best crews to? Somebody gets them. Somebody's going to get them. It needs to be you. But you have to, again, you got to earn that. So if you have really great plans, if you have clear specifications, if you aren't running high variance, if you are, if you, if your superintendents and field people and internal people are well trained, if you pay them fairly, pay them on time, run a really good schedule, who are they going to want to work for? Mm-hmm. And who are they going to give their best bid prices to? Right. It's, it's going to be the company that is easy to work with, that, that doesn't uh, cost them money in dry runs, doesn't make them rework stuff that could have been done if more thought was put into it. It's, it's, it's that co- what I call the cost of doing business. And that's one of the things that we work with our trade partners on. I want to find ways to lower your cost of doing business with us. So when we do a, a lean blitz and, and they see that, oh, this is saving us money, not just a builder. Right. This is saving us. Exactly. What you're trying to do is build a, you know, we're try- we like to say we're a, not a give them a fish company. We're a teach them to fish, right? Mm-hmm. So we're trying to teach the trades along with the builder team to say, to every day be looking, what's the opportunity? What can we do better? How can we eliminate a phone call? How can we eliminate a trip? How can we avoid a mistake? How can we make this product last better, longer? Every day you're searching for that. So if you have 5,000 Tim, then about 10,000 for the builder. And it usually works out about like this. About a third of it you can implement starting in the next month. About a third of them might take you three to six months maybe eight or nine months, and maybe a third of them. A year from now, you're still, you know it's there. You're still going to be beating your head trying to figure out how to get it, but you know it's there. And we have people who who figure those things out over time. Mm-hmm. But you're you're absolutely right. It, it's just amazing what turns up. It's, it's the most gratifying thing I've ever been involved in in my career because you see people get better together, and it's absolutely in no way a zero-sum game. There are so many people who think that way, Tim, that that if I do better, I got to get it out of you. Or I'm the builder to get to get do better. I need to get lower prices out of you, the supplier of trade. So, Scott, is that one of I mean, I want to segue into another section here is what is holding back the industry from experiencing these same benefits that I know our organization experienced? I know other organizations that I, I, I know that are peers of mine that have gone through your program, the Lean Blitz and, and other things with True North, as well as the National Housing Quality Award, they just scream the benefits of, of being in those programs. But obviously, we've got way more builders that choose not to participate. Yeah. And why, why, are, why is there some holdback in our industry from really focusing on what we can do to get better? Well, you see that in all these other industries. You know, I... I don't have a good answer for that. I wish I did because, I mean, you might say, look, with what, you know what we do and you know so many people have worked with us and we guarantee the results. Why don't, why don't I have to have 50 people out there every week doing this stuff? Yeah. Uh, we have, there's a lot of ego involvement uh, that we're in two ways. Uh, the, the nationals, Tend to, and I was, a, you and I both were national builders, yep. part of national builders. There's a lot of a chest pounding in that, uh, you know, well, we know better, we know best. No one, no, and almost embarrassing if, if some guys from far away showed up. And that's what we're careful to say. 
the builder finds these things not. We don't find them. The builder using our process and their spires and trades. But there's this, uh, we have had, for example, VPs of construction, directors of purchasing who have have been so paranoid about someone else come from the outside and really helping them analyze, turn inside out what they're doing that they can't deal with it. Mm. And they, they just walk away from it. Uh, we've had a lot of those people who, you know, soldier up and start on Monday and most of them by Friday will have completely turned around and become raving fans of the process. But sometimes you just can't, they can't open themselves to doing that. Uh, the ego and the pride and those barriers. And by the way, Detroit had that with auto in spades through the 60s, 70s, even most of the 80s, uh, 90s. It really started turning around in the mid to late 90s. It took them 25 years at least to really start opening up. Uh, so it takes a, a lot and you need to, you got to have critical mass. Uh, there's also this deal. If you can throw a product out there and get it built, uh, for example, home building usually is new homes are usually depending on the market, only about 20% of home sales, right? 80% resale. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so that's what people are normally buying. So that the people who buy that 20%, um, if you if you buy a, a, a existing home, you don't change anything in the home. If there's something, uh, uh, my daughter and her husband just bought a home in the Chicago suburbs, and I saw an inspection report. There's quite a few things that need to be fixed. If you saw an inspection report like that about, uh, I mean, it's it's a good house, but there's a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. If you saw an inspection report on a on a car you were going to buy, you wouldn't buy it. Oh no. You wouldn't buy right. or or, so or an appliance or or, or buying a TV, yeah. right? These are the things we got to fix after you take it after you take it home. You know, at homes, people figure, well, you know, okay, I'll, we'll we'll make that work. I, I don't. There's not a, a good answer for that. Uh, it's it's an easy, low barrier of entry business. Where it it is. used to be lower, yeah, but comparatively. You know, I think the, some of the things that it, it is an old school way, right? This is how I've always done it. Um, we and and we're all in these smaller mar- markets uh, in general, where there's not. It's not like we're competing like Ford. You know, Chevy competes with Ford all across the country. We compete with those that are here with us, right here in this local market. Well, and you don't have foreign competition. We don't have foreign competition, right? For the most part, right. there. You know, Japanese have bought some builders and stuff, but. Yeah. You don't have stuff that's made overseas and brought here that you have to compete with. So you work. That's, that's a lot of what got the auto industry woken up. Truth be told. So you, you, I find sometimes in in the markets and one market that I'm in is that people will look at, well, you know, my competition isn't doing that. So I'm thinking to myself, well, but don't you want to get better at what you do? And I think it's more along the lines of this lowest common denominator. Hey, if my competition isn't doing it, and everybody else is kind of in the same boat. I don't have to worry about it. And again, to your point, you're right. There is no national, you know, uh, international competition for housing in our markets. Um, there just there just isn't. So that is a part that I've always just I, I never got why people don't look for opportunities to get better at what they do. And and to your point before, 
qualities, not features and benefits. You know, they might find a new marble or a new tile and, and that makes them unique in the marketplace, but they really don't work on their business process. And, um, but, you know, Scott, if I could, I want to kind of bring this around to, to, to an end here, looking at what is the future for quality systems improvements in our industry? What, you know, there's uh, this labor situation that we're in is really changing the, the, perspective of how we look at getting homes built. And there's been all of this conversation, not only about component manufacturing, um, which has been around for quite some time, but even modular uh, manufacturing and other things. I just, I'm curious from your perspective, what do you see, you know, as the future of home building in, in quality system improvement? Well, and I've been writing and speaking a lot about that. Uh, I had sessions at, at, at IBS this year about it. Uh, off-site versus on-site, how to really measure, how to how to really make the right decisions. Uh, I refer you to my my column that just came out in Pro Builder, and it's you know it's online probuilder.com, or you probably get the magazine, uh, where it was about was, the title was the Great Convergence, and it's about what I started with three basic factors uh, that I used in my presentation at IBS. And I, as I started examining it more, it grew. So I started out, here's the things that are going on. Uh, there's the need, uh, demand, there's the innovation, and there's the capital. So those three things, a need is twofold. One, we need housing. Uh, prices are getting ridiculously high. And depending on who you read, we're somewhere between six and a half and 10 million homes short of what we should have out there. It's going to take quite a few years to, to make that gap up. Uh, and so the need and the supplier trade, the, the trade shortage is huge in that need too. So we've got need, uh, innovation, and capital. There is so much money chasing this stuff. It's out here. Like if, if you just put out a sign saying build for rent and people are going to be calling you, oh, can I invest? Can I invest? You, every day, if you, I'm sure you follow a lot of the stuff, you know, there's LinkedIn and there's John Burns and the Builders Daily. Uh, uh, every day there's a, another thing about uh, uh, build for rent. Someone going, someone doing, going into it. I personally think that's one I might sell short because I think there's just too much money chasing it. <laughs> And it's going to get overdone. Well, they can always sell the stuff off, I guess. But having said that, now I'm up to 10 factors. And they are in the article. And I'm finishing the follow-up one today when you and I get off with more detail on those 10 different factors. I've got, we won't go through them here today, but I'm talking about five drivers and five enablers that are pushing transition to off-site construction. And that's everything from, you know, components like stairs and stoops and, you know, uh, to all the way to full modular and everything in between. Uh, you know, panelization has been on the verge of catching on to this country since the end of World War II. Mm -hmm. yep. And it comes in still a small percentage. Uh, the most amazing thing to me is, and I've, I've mentioned this in articles and I'll mention presentation, is, you know, Sears Modern Homes, uh, which built... Uh, Packaged kit homes from about 1908 to 1940 ship tens of thousands of them all over the country. And if you know that what they look like, you, they're everywhere. My grandfather and built one. I grew up in one up until sixth grade. And around the corner, my grandparents lived in one. Yeah. And 
they're still great homes. Yeah, they are. My sister drove by them not too long ago in Indiana and sent us pictures. My uncle, uh, my uncle lives in my grandfather's home, and it's yeah. still a nice home. I mean, he built that with him and his buddies. Now, here's some something ironic. Uh, pre-cut, pre- and labeled frame packages. Uh, big name, BMC Ready Frame. Yeah. It's a really good process. It's an excellent process. It's been slow to catch on. But what's ironic about it is uh, it is not nearly as sophisticated as what Sears Modern Homes was doing in 1922. So 100 years later, we're, nobody is as sophisticated as what Sears was doing a hundred years ago in terms of a genuine kit home or everything. I mean, they shipped the kitchen sink with it. They shipped the carpet. They shipped the shingles. Everything, the fixtures, the switches, the wiring, everything. Just a giant kit. I mean, yeah. I think I think that um, that part is if somebody could figure out how to really ship it as a kit, like you just mentioned. And we builders can be more efficient of how to build that home with less labor because that's going to continue to be our our challenge for this decade and, and maybe next um, is if we're going to meet that demand, like you mentioned before, how far are we behind on on building new home stock in our country? We need a pretty big shift in uh, how we build a home. And a lot of that's going to come with great additional quality improvement systems and steps and to to make that home uh, more affordable to build with the labor market the way it is. There's so much going on, Tim. I've got uh, relationships with and 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 uh, I mentioned in my column, I'm, I'm getting so many NDA non-disclosure agreements that I've had to sign with yeah. companies that I'm afraid to even talk to my own family. I'll say something wrong. Uh, but there's one of these companies that is knocking my socks off that is uh, in the uh, software arena. Uh, let's just say it from from getting uh, from plans all the way through to uh, the design product in some new and, and better ways. Another company is in the, I can say this much, applying advanced robotics into the building of panels and trusses that's mind-boggling. A lot of people have robotics, but this has taken it to a whole other level. Uh, also, two big national suppliers that are doing stuff, one's doing stuff already in a huge way, and I'm talking about cementing a relationship with them or negotiating that, and then another one came to me a couple of weeks ago that's thinking about getting into it. I couldn't work with both of those, but they're talking about uh, wanting to. So, and then there's a, a fifth one too that's out there. I haven't heard from them for a few weeks, but they said, oh, they want to do something. So that's the, the, why I tell you this was a year ago, I had, I had none of those. And now I'm to where I, I could have five of them, but it, it's it, it can't be five because I can't work with all of those. But that's an idea that five companies has contacted me about because I've become known for this measurement and and evaluation of the on-site off-site factors. Mm -hmm. uh, wanting me to work with them. Well, that that tells you something. If I got just Scott has had five companies come after him to help him in that arena. Uh, so there and there's so much money 
Jason, there is one company Incredible that's raised capital. People are putting there's one that's raised one hundred and fifty million dollars, and they haven't built anything. <laughs> and it's like I, all on an I, idea, all on an I idea. I can't figure that one out. Yeah, because I look at what they say they're doing and what their their processes that's going to change industry, and I'm I'm like scratching my head, and, and it's it's it must be my inadequacy. Because how do they get 150 million dollars? People don't get it. So some people are getting it, but I don't. But that just shows you how much money is out there chasing things. It's incredible. Well, Scott, hey, I want to thank you so much for your time today. This has been wonderful. Um, Scott Sedam with True North Development. Scott, any closing thoughts on uh, quality in our industry that you want to share with our with us today? You know, I I will say this, and uh, not to embarrass you, Tim, but you know, I've, I've known you since you got out of college, and it's 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 guys like you that built a great company with a great culture. You built great homes, and you volunteer for National Housing Quality Award. And I know your firm has been involved in helping recruiting people, uh, young people into trades, which if every, every builder not doing that should just be flat out ashamed and embarrassed. You guys do that, and now you, you're doing these podcasts to help educate uh, I mean, you don't make money. I don't think you have any big advertisers yet paying you for your podcast. Not yet. <laughs> but the fact that you're, you're doing that, uh, we, we, there's a fair number like you, but we need about 10 times more like you. And I, I just really want to recognize and, and applaud you for what you're doing because it, it's really uh, significant and remarkable. Well, Scott, I, I mean, unsolicited, but very much appreciated. Thank you so much. I, I've learned a, a lot um, working with you early on in my career um, and just being along with you on, on some of the, the National Housing Quality uh, site visits we've done. I just continue to learn more and um, your Lean Blitz program. I, I can't encourage more builders to get involved with you. What a great experience that had been for our organization. We did it twice. And um, I just feel that our industry is poised for uh, continued growth to get better at what we do. And there's times like these where we have these supply chain issues and labor issues that are opportunities for us to grab and take a hold of. I'm excited to hear about all of the the uh, artificial intelligence stuff with robotics that could be coming out. I mean, gosh, we've been talking about that for years. Um, but but again. Being able to work um, with you and your group, Scott, has been a huge uh, impetus to our growth and us getting better at what we do. So I really appreciate that. And thank you again, Scott Sedan, True North Development. Scott, you have a great, wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, Tim. Same to you and your team.